Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPM number 74. That's Bayez Primi Shir for Men Shir number 74. We're going to talk now about the healthy sexual development. Very often, we suffer because we're misinformed about it. And very often, adults, they may be adults physically, but they are children sexually. They're like sexual children or sexual adolescents. They never became adults pertaining to sexuality, to know how to have that three-dimensional concept that we talked about in the last year of connecting spiritually and emotionally and physically. The more primitive stage of sexuality is like a child. It's childlike. And they avoid the responsibility in a marriage of sexuality. They just let their spouse decide to initiate whenever they want. And they're uncomfortable, ashamed about the whole thing. And it makes it very difficult for their spouses. When adults behave like sexual children, it makes it difficult for their spouses to reach that level of sexual intimacy that they need. And you get very emotional, very unreasonable. And adults could be in their 20s, 30s, 40s, older, and they're stuck in this mahalach where they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to address it. They don't know how to deal with it at all in any type of mature way. And then there is a sexual adolescent, which is going to be sexual all the time. They enjoy it, but it's about having a good time. They're focused on their own pleasure. They're focused on the one-dimensional physical plane of it for the most part. It's it. It becomes objectified. And... When their sexual needs aren't met, they get angry, they pout, they get uh, defensive. Very self-centered. And when a husband or a wife is at this sexual adolescent stage, they rarely consider the thoughts and needs of the other spouse. They're thinking about their own needs. They're thinking about their own thoughts, not their wife's thoughts. Their feelings, not their wife's feelings. Their sexual needs, not their wife's sexual needs. That's a sexual adolescent. They are using, and they're capable of using, and they do use emotional or physical bullying to manipulate their spouse into having sex. Many couples are stuck in this stage too, in this teenage mentality of sexual aspects of themselves. They're capable pretty much of only one-dimensional sex only. And that's it. And they damage their spouses terribly. You're actually training them not to enjoy the sexual experience. Any husband or wife who is behaving like a sexual adolescence as a teenager, even in their 40s or 50s, they damage their spouse. They're training them to pull away from you because they sense it's only one-dimensional and very selfish and very self-centered. The true stage of what real sexuality is in a healthy way 
is sexual adulthood. Accepting it, understanding it, recognizing that it's a normal, ongoing part of an adult marriage, part of a committed aspect of their marriage. Each one accepts that each one will have their fair share of initiating one to the other, one to the other. They're adults. They have a maturity about it. They are giving of themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Their soul and their body are both invested in giving and in receiving in a healthy way. They recognize that they can enjoy this experience thousands of times in their life together. And they're going to be makif tayyif ta'kodesh baruch for it. And they are going to learn to communicate their needs in a healthy way. Their desires in a healthy way. Their preferences in a healthy way. And a tzenua will do it in a subtle way. Hopefully the husband gets the hints. And if not, she'll be more open to avoid misunderstanding and then revert back to the more subtle way of expressing it when he understands fully what she wants and needs. But there needs to be an open communication about it, learning to be creative, learning that this is part of a personality that is indeed private but not meant to be ignored. It cannot be connected with shame. Yes, Klai Yisrael are by Shanim. Shame is, this normal healthy feeling of shame is very, very healthy. It's a Yid's personality. When a Yid does something wrong, when a Jew does something wrong, they feel ashamed. That's a healthy thing. That's their neshama calling out, saying something's off here. This is not worthy of me. This Avera that I'm doing with this feeling of jealousy, of kas, of taiva, whatever it is, doesn't befit me. So there's a shame there. That's a healthy shame that motivates you to become better. Shame about unhealthy sexuality is also healthy. When you're walking on the street and you got pulled and you initially saw something you shouldn't see, you looked at something for a minute longer, a second longer, that fills you with a certain degree of healthy shame to avoid it. This doesn't befit me. Their shame is healthy. Baishonim. Baishonim, Rachmanim, the Goyim Lechasadim. It's even a nice Avram Fried song. So to be a Baishon is healthy. But sometimes a Baishon is not good. Like, for example, Loya Baishon Lamig. Right? If someone is too embarrassed, he won't ask questions from his Rebbe. He won't learn. Over there, he's not supposed to be a Baishan. Have a Az Kanomer when you get up in the morning. Gibber Kari. Or Keneged HaMaligim, like David Amel said, against the Rishoyim. Not to be embarrassed whatsoever. So it's Baishanim is inherent in us, the healthy shame. Unhealthy shame is not healthy, is not good. So pertaining to sexuality, when misused, and you have a feeling of shame when it's misused, being overlay sasuru and things like that, then the shame is a healthy thing. It motivates you to become better, to elevate yourself. But when it's the healthy sexuality that Hashem designed in a marriage, and you're be'etzem ashamed of it, that's not healthy. That's not healthy because you ultimately end up blaming or belittling your spouse because of this 
area in life. No manipulation is needed to get sexual needs met in an adult healthy way. They keep their word with their promises, with their agreements, and they treat it with a mature, healthy responsibility. If a couple decides in a normal, healthy way that they're going to be intimate three times a week, they stick to it. The one's not feeling well. I'm sorry, not feeling well. Take a rain check. As soon as they are feeling better, they themselves approach their spouse and says, I'm feeling better now. Yesterday I wasn't. Today I am. And you don't just push it off. You, you keep that word. You keep that commitment. You keep that consistency. That is when sexuality is a real bracha in a marriage. This stage three, not a sexual child, not a sexual teenager, but a sexual adult, a healthy adult, and more than that, a sexual yid, the way the yid is supposed to conduct themselves. You could work with each other, hear each other out, learn about each other. That's healthy. And of course, connecting spiritually, emotionally, this keeps us going. Hashem gives us this kayach to attain this maturity, to, to have this third stage of being a mature, healthy adult, to communicate sexual needs in a respectful, healthy way, never using it as ammunition to aim against your husband or your wife, to be self-aware of yourself in this area. And never hurt your wife in any aspect of this whatsoever. And this is a journey. It's not a destination. Just like every part of life that you work together towards. It's evolving. It's a journey. And this is something that we talked about a lot that seems foreign to many people. Tefillah. You daven. When you daven for Shalom Bayes, you daven for all aspects of Shalom Bayes. You daven for the spiritual connection. You daven for the emotional connection. You daven for the physical connection. And all types of connections and all types of needs. To rely on Hashem, to ask Him for His help. When the Shalom between a husband and a wife, the Shechin is there. But you ask Hashem for that shalom to bring the Shekhinah there. It's fascinating. One of the main pshatim of where we learn at shalom bayis and Hashem is willing to erase his name in order to bring shalom between a husband and a wife when one suspected her and it's a potential saita and she drinks the waters and in order to do that you have to write Hashem's name on a Megillah and in the parashim and you erase it. So it's a powerful concept, and the morale explains you're not really erasing Hashem's name. You're just replacing one name with another name, because one of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shalim. So when you are erasing it, you're erasing a certain name of Hashem, but you're bringing out Shalim, which is another one of Hashem's names. You ask for Shalim. Hamavoreches Amo Yisrael Bashalim. The microcosm 
to uh, to to get rid of sinas chinam is to first get rid of sinas chinam from within your own heart, and then from within your marriage between you and your wife, you and your husband. To create a havas chinam there, and then with your children, and then it's nispashet. There's two ways of doing tshuva. There's two ways of working on yourself, outside in and inside out. You need them both. But very often it starts from the inside out. You don't change the world first. You change yourself and then you change yourself in relationship with your wife. Shalom. Asking Hashem for siyata deshmaya. Asking Hashem to give you the healthy balance. Ask Hashem not to be a sexual child. Not to be a sexual teenager, the one-dimensional, selfish, indulgent concept but to be an adult, a healthy adult, and a healthy yid. In all areas of life, including this one. You daven for your ruchnius, you daven for your gashmius, you daven for pranasa, you daven for a bigger apartment, you daven for whatever difficulties there are with in-laws or with whatever it is with children and with the shalom bayis and all aspects of it, you daven, you daven for this area too. Let this area be healthy. Someone said it, B'Shem Rav Miller. I heard it secondhand that it was Rav Henkin that said this. Rav Henkin was a big godel, the Yisrael. He's older than Ramosha Feinstein, Zechat Kovracha. I think he was Nifter in the early 1970s. Big godel Adar, well known in America, especially in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And he arranged a lot of Gitan a lot of divorces, and he was known to have said, some Rosh Hashiva, someone told me in the name of Rosh Hashiva that quoted him, that said that a lot of divorces is because this area, this Indian of the Tashmish, of the physical intimacy, is not aligned properly. And that's a cause, the root cause of a lot of divorces. Which is a fascinating concept. Because there is a lot of truth to that. If Rav Miller's brought, he said that, and if, and his Rebbe was Rav Sher, he wrote a whole kuntras about it. And Rav Henkin said it. That means it's it, they're onto something. And this is a premiastic thing. The fact that it's tzniyus, the fact that it's supposed to be very private, does not make it less important. It it is important. It needs to be dealt with in a healthy way. It needs to be channeled the right way, not to be suppressed. To remove yourself from the childhood notions of it and the teenage notions of it, but an adult way to use it in the right, healthy way, not to suppress it, not to block it, not to move away from it. Because it brings emotional health. A lot of mental illnesses, a lot of emotional grief can be healed when using this aspect in a healthy way between a husband and a wife. They can build each other this way. It's much easier to be kind to each other with diburim, with words. See, Rapam used to emphasize with us the words and how you talk to each other, how that's the the kuda. And he's right too. He's 100% right. He was focusing on that angle, the nakuda of talking to each other with a derech and respect. Think before you talk. And that nakuda is the shayrish that causes divorces when you don't think before you speak, when you're not considerate. 
in the way you open your mouth and the way you talk. But it's not a steer to the G'daylam, whether it's a Vigda Miller of Henkin that said that the Shayrish is when the intimate life is not right, when it's not expressed in a healthy way. They were talking not just with overindulgence, but under misusing it in the negative way. Shalom bias issues that happen after a year or two of marriage is not because there's an overindulgence in sexuality or being together. It's usually because it's neglected. And it's connected because the mouth, the Kedusha of the mouth and the Kedusha of the Yisoyed is one and the same, always connected. So Saira Pam, who was Madgish, the Nakuda of Diburim, of healthy, loving, considerate, kind words. And Vigdamilla or Rav Henkin or both emphasizing that the bedroom area needs to be misudder in a healthy way. Not to be one-dimensional, needs to be three-dimensional, but in the three-dimensional, physical, spiritual, emotional, to be healthy and vibrant and consistent is a key. They're both connected to each other. And one works on the other and you daven for both. Help my, that my words to my wife be words of healing and help that everything, every aspect in the bedroom be for healing, for connection. And keep on davening for that and working through it. And habolatayr, Messiah, and Isaac. This is habolatayr. Habolatayr. There's different ways of tahara. There's going to the mikveh, there's learning 15 hours a day. There's watching what you eat, there's watching your eyes. There's being mechazik yourself in tefillah, being mechazik yourself in giving tzedakah, habal attire, washing negel vasa properly, washing the tilsa properly, keeping halcha shabbos properly, habal attire, being sexual with your wife in a healthy way. That's habal attire. That's habal attire. That's not habal attire. It's habal attire when you strive to do this the right way. Brachanatzlach.